Blue Collar Fitness. What is Blue Collar? Blue Collar is a mindset and attitude, and it's work that you can be proud of. I'm Trevor Powers. I'm Connor Burton. And I'm Josh Sargent. Whether you go to the gym, work at the gym, own the gym, or if you're just a creeper pretending to do curls watching girls on the elliptical, this podcast is for you, even you. Welcome to welcome to Blue Collar Fitness, where we talk in sexy Stellan chocolate voice. This is episode 26, and it's another family episode. We're going to be answering y'all's questions, and uh, just sit back, relax, and grab some uh, Smart Pop popcorn. All right. So, uh, Connor, uh, what's going on with you, man? What's new? Well... Right here in the, the living room, look at my tree that I just put up last night. So I'm celebrating Christmas a little bit early. Speaking of Christmas trees, starting to get a little more defined. For the people who are kind of outside of the bodybuilding kind of culture and anybody who's not really a, a well-informed meathead, a Christmas tree is like the lower back part of your uh, physique where it kind of like pops out and looks like a Christmas tree. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, with me um, for my bodybuilding contest, I've been thinking about thinking about. Um, sorry for the delay. I'm getting a little bit emotional here. Thinking about pushing my contest out to a little bit further. So, yeah, I mean, I have a contest coming up in April, and you know, with all the gyms being shut down, I've been really thinking about you know mass building for like six more months and doing a fall show yeah uh connor and uh my roommate and i were talking about connor's diet last night and uh he's eating pretty lean still which is not exactly optimal for going into a show prep you're basically still in uh your your calories what like what 200 grams of carbs a day is all you're eating right now like 200 and how many pounds well, really, the, the big thing is that I'm not really on a plane right now. The plane has really kind of like, you know, hurt a little bit based on not being able to go to the gym and work. So I was like, hey, like, you know, I had a few days where I was off my diet and I want to have a little more predictability. But I don't know. I mean... I figured just like push the show out a little bit and, you know, actually not be on a bikini diet and eat like very little calories. I'm going to be very honest with our listeners. Connor is eating a bikini girl level of calories right now. And he's going to try to prep for a bodybuilding show. <laughs> he's not, he's not eating enough calories. So, um, you know, I don't know if you guys, if we've talked too much on this show about uh, dieting, but um, if you're going to go into a cut, you need to have a calorie base to work with. Your metabolism needs to be tearing through a decent amount of calories. Uh, a lot of times when you have clients come in, uh, many times it's, it's a good thing. Us trainers are happy if we have them do a diet log and they're eating a ton of calories. That's an easy thing to fix. If you have somebody though that is uh, grossly obese or super uh, has like a, a, a weight problem that they don't like that they want to change in their physique 
and they've crash dieted and they're on a low amount of calories, you have to build that person's metabolism back up with weight training and proper nutrition before you can start cutting their calories drastically. Uh, Trevor, Dave, what are, what are your experiences with, uh, with diets and, uh, and, and people coming in malnourished or, or just un, under eating calories after a crash? With, with me, um, my experience is, uh, when people are like, when people are having really hard time with, uh, with diet and like they're, they're overweight, um, they tend to think like, oh, I just have to do the exact opposite of what I'm doing, which is not eating enough, which is typically the crash diet approach. And it's like, that's not what you need to do because that's not a sustainable diet. That's not, we, we talk a lot about us about sustainability on this, on this podcast. If you do the crash diet, your body's going to be so taxed and stressed out by that, that your, your rebound is it's, it's not going to be good. So just slowly decreasing those calories and slowly decreasing, like watch your macros. I mean, don't, you don't necessarily have to track them like, like religiously, but just know like, okay, my, my diet's super high in fat. I should probably decrease that. Like that's probably a bad thing. And if you only eat shitty carbs, then you probably should, should fix that as well. Just like you don't have to be super like, on top of it. yeah, no Doritos, <laughs> no Doritos. Yeah. But, uh, just, you don't have to be, you don't have to be super, super religious about it. Just know, know what you're eating and and make the minor adjustments there and then and then it's 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 kind of straightforward from that point once once you get a hold of it then it's it's a little bit easier to to control right right if you're eating enough of the right foods you're probably not hungry unless you have a a serious amount of ghrelin or you're used to overfeeding yourself if if you eat uh, four to five servings of vegetables and fruit, like all that fiber. And then you're getting 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Dude, you're eating a lot of food. And most people that, you know, eat a lot of these caloric, calorically dense foods, um, Starbucks frappuccinos, cinnamon rolls, donuts, burgers, pizza, the actual amount of volume that they're eating, the, the physical amount um, is not that much, but the calories are super high. If, if you have these whole foods um, and, you, and, you, like, and you're getting your servings of vegetables and uh, protein and fruits in, there's so much fiber and protein that a lot of times when I have my clients eat enough, just to fix those two things, they eat four to five servings of fruits and veggies, and then they get around one pound, uh, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. They're like, dude, it's too much food. I can't eat that much. And right. then you're like, and then you're like, yeah, I need you to keep eating like this. And guess what? They keep losing weight every week. You know, they come in and as long as they're even a lot of them, they're too lazy to be on top of their cardio, but just because, uh, they're moving, they're more aware. They're taking the stairs. They're parking a little bit farther away from the store and they're getting that weight training session in three or four times a week, their body's metabolism is, is ramping up and they're giving their body the, the actual nutrients it needs to, to survive. So, um, 
Yeah, Connor, tell us tell us about uh, what is your what is your plan here for the off season? Uh, are you going to find a coach? What is what is the next step in your bodybuilding uh, career here? Get jacked as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, to to start off, I want to be able to have a starting point, which, well, it's right now, be able to have a set program where if I do a show in six months, you know, let's say I have a couple months to build muscle or a few months. So I do want to get a coach when I start to diet down, ideally about, let's say four months to five months out from the October show. So if I'm doing a nice October show, which would be like, okay, so October, I would start dieting around May. Now that would be a good point to really get a, a third eye or a, another person, another set of eyes to watch my posing, you know, see where I could kind of like improve my diet because looking at myself alone won't be enough. So definitely start massing or building some muscle, get a lot bigger from now until the beginning of May that really cut down. And the fun part, of, the fun thing I love about, you know, working out in the summer and dieting throughout the summer is that, well, I mean, in Oregon, it's relatively sunny. Like you can actually just go outside, go tan outside and you don't have to really get a tan, tanning membership. Um, at we least don't, from, we don't recommend tanning, by the way, that's bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> no tanning. Yeah. Only your first meatheads. Um, but yeah, I mean like just, hire a coach like three to four months out from the show. Now just build muscle, take measurements such as like, you know, arm, neck, chest, thighs. I want to like really see how much I grow and take every precaution too and get the blood work done to see like, you know, how every, you know, every single marker looks before and then after and during while I do the, the show prep. So I want to do it right. And I want to have longevity in the sport, you know, just like, one of my idols, Michael Hearn, he's, the guy is 50 and he, he's lifting, you know, just like crazy amounts of weight. He's really ripped. I mean, I don't know if I'll be, I'll be at that level when I'm 50, but right now, man, the, the show is about 10 months out. Right. So you're talking but, everything about the October show, the, the October show. So build muscle for another few months and then cut down and hire a coach. Yeah, um, you, you and I were talking about this the other day. You were thinking about just kind of jumping into Emerald Cup without having a full off season. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, like if you're gonna do it, why don't you go all out and do it right? Take more time too. Right. I mean, after the photo shoot, I just got so busy, and I kind of didn't prioritize the the meal plan every single month, and it was tough. And you know, part of it's my fault for not prioritizing that, but. Hey, I think it would be wiser to just take the time to like slowly cut down, not kill myself necessarily. Although, although there's going to be a lot of suffering involved, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited either way. So, so the goal or the plan is to, is to just show up to, I, I, so we, we haven't really talked about this on the, on the show. Um, is, is the plan to just show up to Emerald Cup and just see what happens? Or is it to just kind of push out the, the plan for a show until until like October, like with the, uh, was that the Eagle down in? Uh, 
Shout out for the ego, bro. Yeah. Is, is that the goal? The goal is to yes. kind of – Because goal, with gym I, shut down and everything. Right. Ideally to not do their role. Okay. You know, forfeit, let the other guys have a chance and, you know, just, just <laughs> let, let, them get, let, let them get their, their national invitations. And um, that's the only kind of cocky thing I would ever say. Yeah. But uh, I think it would be very more special to – be healthy and to consider longevity. So skip the Emerald Cup. Um, you know, watch our best friend Stu win that whole show in, in the open bodybuilding category. He's gonna smash it. This guy is huge. It's like five nine two sixty right now. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, he is like a big light, boy. light switch except small. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, not his wiener. Yeah, we're not talking about his wiener. Gotcha, gotcha. He's always like I don't know whipping it out in the middle of the living room, like, dude. Go to your girlfriend. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Josh, does this look okay? Dude, dude, dude. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. God. Oh, God. The, bigger, the bigger you get, the smaller it looks, bro. <laughs> yeah, so lastly, lastly uh, for, for what's going on with me, I'm going to push the show out and then focus all my energy on building my business, doing some photo shoots to really work on my physique and keep me accountable. And then I have a um, – you know, certified strength and conditioning specialist exam coming up. Uh, I'm thinking late January or, or early, early uh, February to uh, focus on. Connor, you know, doing these bodybuilding shows takes a lot of dedication and focus and money and time and just overcoming adversity. What things in your life um, do you think have prepared you in your past to deal with the grind um, and the focus of overcoming, you know, the, this micro mountain that you have to, you know, this mountain you have to. Oh, that bitch is macro. Shit. That's a macro mountain. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a big mountain, bro. Have you seen it? It's Dude, right. Any kind of insurmountable obstacle that I had, you know, uh, as far as behaviors, man, I would say that discipline is something that's very cliche. What I've focused on is my morning ritual of waking up early and planning out my day working out daily, but also just being able to, to have a plan for everything, have a really good tribe around me. And for anything that's physically demanding, I mean, you can, you can easily emotionally burn out or get tired. And I like to be very um, stoic about these things and not be too overreactive. So just be able to, I don't know, Go through, go through the the struggles and just uh, just push through it. What it, what about though? You think maybe in your childhood, uh, you know, you mentioned on the show, you know, you you had problems hearing when you were younger. Uh, what exactly? <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, that? <laughs> Got him. You know, you you didn't have uh, you know sometimes your your biggest role model was your brother in a lot of a lot of the ways but what what about your upbringing as a child do you think prepared you for uh bodybuilding yeah my upbringing was you know that i had a close-knit family of my brothers and my mom and i looked to i looked up to my brothers and i looked up to even different idols that i had like arnold schwarzenegger who you know i, I looked up to just getting myself stronger being able to to use that as kind of an outlet and be able to look, you know, look for that to, to be able to grow. So I think for me, man, it's, it's being able to 
um, really just focus on building up myself. And yeah, is that kind of, what, kind of what you were getting at? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to dig a little deeper too. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you could give us an example of something from your past or your childhood that you think, um, put some iron in you or, or made you realize your ability to overcome adversity. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, shoot, dude, when I was in seventh grade, you, you would not catch any girl talking to me. I was the most like shy and scared guy, you know, in the whole class, like seventh grade, I was not getting any chicks. Sure enough. I don't think any of us were in seventh grade. <laughs> but uh, yeah, around that time I, I discovered working out, you know, in PE class and then I got the Arnold book and I started working out and I gained confidence. So, I mean, for me, to be honest. In, in seventh grade is when you got the Arnold book. I believe so, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, I don't know if it was like seventh grade Arnold's or sixth grade. No, it was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Bodybuilding for Men. Ah. And, uh, you know, with that, working out at home, getting a lot of confidence. I didn't have it growing up. Arnold's your actual father. It's my father. He's uh, Arnold's son. Right. Yeah, no, no DNA test required at all. Exactly. <laughs> Dave. Uh, we haven't heard a lot from you today, but I was, you know, our, a lot of people right now, uh, it's a tough year and, and people are without work and, and things are tough right now. There's a lot of adversity going on in the world right now. Um, maybe could you talk about something in your past where you were going through something very tough and it taught you a lesson about how to, to deal with adversity? Oh gosh, I think for me, it, it uh, you know, a lot of people keep saying 2020 is like the worst year ever and all, and, and, and I get it, there's so much going on, but but for me personally, like 2020 has been the, the best year of my life, um, and, and it's, it's been rough and there's been challenges, but I feel like I've changed so much and I've changed my business dynamic and, and I've changed, um, how how I coach people be, because of all the stuff that, that I've actually been through, you know, especially the last few years were, were exceptionally hard. And I learned a lo lot of lessons. And, and I think the biggest, the biggest piece of adversity that I had was, you know, a lot of people give away their, their personal power to other people. A lot of people um, have such low self-esteem, self-confidence. I mean, you know, I, I working in the health and fitness industry, I, I, I admit, I, I have met um, men and women who are in the top 1% of humanity when it comes to genetics with looks. And they look in the mirror every day and think that they're ugly or that they're worthless. And, and I've had to deal with that. And I've had to help them realize, no, you know, you're, you, the way that you look is, is one thing. The way that you act, you, you, you are humble and you're a loving person. Why do you feel that you are not good enough. And, and so I've had to, I've had to deal with a lot with that this year. Um, and I think for me personally, going through that myself, having low self-esteem, having that low, low sense of self-respect um, has, has been a big thing. And what I challenge people to do is look at yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually. So rank yourself one to 10 on how you, you feel with your physical appearance, your emotional stability, and then your, your spirituality. 
and then work on those things and get them all hopefully you know above a seven if you can work on these those separate things reach out to me i'll be glad to help you in, in any way i can josh trevor connor same thing there they, they are fully adapted and helping people with all of this as well and then once you get your 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 physical mental and spiritual self-esteem confidence and self-love all up there you develop something called self-respect and self-respect has has changed a, a lot of people's lives lately it has changed mine for the better this year i have so much self-respect that i refuse to allow anyone to treat me any other way than with respect because that's what i show them you know and if someone disrespects me in any way um, they become a toxic entity in my life and I'll, I'll give them a couple of chances and I'll speak up for myself. But if that toxicity continues, um, I just eradicate it from my life. And I, I admit that my friend base has totally lowered in 2020, but it's by my choice because I refuse to have people in my life who want to drag me down, who tell me that I can't succeed. And when I go in and help someone and I'm coaching someone, that's one of the number one things that I do is like, I try and figure out who their supporters are who are the people who build them up and who tears them down? And then the one that tears them down, we work on that. We try and fix that relationship and get that relationship communication style to change. If it doesn't change, then we get them out of their lives. Uh, I'm very blessed that I have the three of you because the three of you are definitely guys that I count on. I, I, can, I know that you always have my best interest at heart and we care about each other. And having that kind of support system is, is amazing. So I think that's probably the biggest thing is um, care about yourself, self-respect, and building that support system. Because those Was, are things I how, did not have. How long did it take you to, to, to come to that self-realization yourself? What events in your life have you, have you gone through that, that made you realize how important self-respect is? I, I literally was uh, torn down and hit rock bottom in, in a lot of ways because I had given so much of, of myself away. Being an empath and being a coach and being a healer, you care more about other people than yourself a lot Ex of times. Explain to our audience what an empath is. An empath is someone who uh, I'm very good at emotions. Like I can walk into a room and I can read the emotions of the room. Uh, and I can kind of tell, and I can affect the emotions of the room as well because of, of my leadership skills. So I, I can, I can calm people down. I'm a very good calming influence for me personally. I kind of see emotions as colors. It's, it's kind of weird. I, I don't understand it, but I can tell when someone's upset or angry or, or sad or depressed, uh, just, just by being around them. And just cause I see different colors around them. So when, as an empath, you have very little boundaries. Um, when you don't have boundaries, you do, you can't say no to people. And for me, I had people in my life that just took, 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 took. I never said no. And then I lost who I was. And I literally hit rock bottom in 2019. Um, and when I realized this and I'm like, you know, th this, it has to stop. It, it can't continue. Um, and the three of you helped me through all that. And it, it was one of the, the biggest things in my, in my life. And then when I, I started to get the self-love and self-esteem and, and come back, uh, and then I got that self-respect. Once I got the self-respect, that's when I started um, with boundaries. Boundaries are huge. I, I have to say, you cannot live 
a decent life if you do not have boundaries and you cannot especially, have boundaries especially mental, ba- mental boundaries like enforcing your mental boundaries and keeping those walls up and not having anybody you know affect your your mental state it, it, exactly you, you know and especially from a bodybuilding point of view you guys stand up on stage and then you got you know four or five overweight people who are older sitting there telling you that you're not perfect in this one little area and, and you focus on that and you, you, you'll come in second or third place. And then the entire year you think yourself as a failure when in my eyes, you're the fucking gladiator in the arena and you get down there, you fucking do all the hard work. You should be proud of yourself that you even showed up, let alone worry about letting your self-esteem and your self-respect be ripped apart because of, of a judge. Uh, and a lot of people don't differentiate real life from the competition. They think that if they lose the competition, then they lost it life. And I've had bodybuilders tell me this. I've had people that I've, I've, I've coached and counseled say, I'm worthless because I did not win or I did not show in top five. And that's bullshit. You, you know, and it really is. So in order to be a bodybuilder, you need to have strong mental fortitude. That's so true. I think this sport... Um, it definitely causes some image issues, but it for sure attracts people who already have image issues. And I think a lot of bodybuilders are building armor for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, you know, it's, it's a great pastime and it's a great form of meditation to go to the gym and just rage, um, or, and, or have it as your time, the time that you have for yourself. But the point you made about the, per- the people who get on stage, I, I think everybody who competes and actually gives their all to get into shape, they're all winners. Because guess what? You're in the best shape of your life or one of the best shapes of your life. And you look better than 99.9% of the population out there. Um, and, and you should just celebrate the fact that your body's healthy enough to get into that amazing of, a con- of condition. But segue in here, Trevor, um, you know, 2020 has been, had a lot of ups and downs for you. Oh yeah. And, uh, maybe you can talk with us about some of the things that you've gone through and that you've used to, to deal with all the stuff that you've been juggling and, and pushing through. Wait, what, yeah. what, what, one sec, just for, before you start, Trev, I just want to say that the name of our Facebook group is the blue collar fitness Coliseum. Because you are a fucking gladiator. And I was like, Ooh, ultimate segue. I want to plug that before you. There was a transition there. (laughs) Are you not entertained? Now go for it. All right. Gladiators unite, man. Blue collar fitness gladiators. Yeah, 2020 has been, 2020 has been a year, definitely. Um, I mean, I I went into 2020 uh, starting off kind of, actually, yeah, I was starting off uh, pretty new. Um, I think what, what was it? Uh, December or November of, uh, 2019, I had just started at a new gym and I was building my, my client base and then 2020 started and, um, like with the, with the new year's rush of, of fitness people, um, I was actually picking up more clients there too. And then, and then the COVID scare and that just totally destroyed everything all this new stuff that I had built and, uh, and while the gyms were shut down, I, I, I'm a really hands-on person. I like being right there with my client and like being in person. And, um, I just didn't feel, 
I didn't feel right. Like I, I understand a lot of people do like the online training and they have a good, good approach to it. We have, a, we have a great app that we have and, and I'm good at writing the, or put pushing into the, the system, the programs, but um, a lot of the clients are, are handled by, by either uh, Josh or, well, Josh has a lot of his own clients, but, but Connor has, has a lot of clients on the app as well. But um, uh, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And so I, I kind of transitioned into a little bit of real estate and that was a great move for me, but um, it really took a hit when, when the, the official lockdown came and people were, people didn't want to leave their houses. They're like, I don't want to sell my house because there's a lockdown. I can't leave. And so that was, that was super tough. And then, uh, <laughs> oh man, 20, I, I don't know where, like we can have a whole podcast about just all the shit that happened to us in 2020. But, um, yeah, I, I'm finally like, as far as like me personally and my fitness goals, um, I was, I was killing it. I was about 205 uh, before the lockdown happened, the first lockdown. And then uh, I, I dropped down to about 195. And I mean, I was still in decent shape. I still am in decent shape, but just not where I want to be and not anywhere where I have been in the past. So it's just like super demoralizing because it's just like, I don't, I don't feel strong anymore. And, um, so after the, after the lockdown ended, gyms kind of opened back up again. I, I went back into the gym and I was getting into a routine and, uh, and then my family asked me to come, come help with my grandma's house. And, and Holy shit. Like that was, that was a big deal. I was able to, I was able to do some, uh, some blue collar gains carrying shit around. Yeah. Yeah. Literally blue collar gains. I was building a house and doing plumbing and, and doing all this other crap. And, uh, and that was awesome. Texas. Yeah. My, my, my schedule down here, I was actually working out after working eight hours a day on the house and then, uh, went back to Portland, proposed to Yana and the gyms were open and I was able to like jump back into a routine there. And then pretty much right as I was leaving Portland, um, that's when, that's when things kind of getting started getting weird again. And we had the whole smoke thing with, with Portland and gyms were shut down because of the smoke. The smoke was terrible. Yeah, it was so bad. It was like, <laughs> well, I, so in, I, in 2012 in Colorado, uh, we in Colorado Springs where I lived, we had one of the worst fires in Colorado history. And, um, somebody did a test of, of the smoke in the, the smoke that was in the air for like a whole week. And they said that they said that just an hour exposure is like smoking almost a pack of cigarettes a day. And I was just like, Oh my God, like, this is so bad for your lungs. Like so bad. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm working out. So I just like cut it off and, uh, and just stayed inside where the air is like circulated and filtered and so that that affected my goals and then um, am i stupid that i didn't stop working out honestly yeah it's it's probably not that great for you <laughs> that's what's wrong with me yeah just like <laughs> hack it up a lung because of that crap you, you work out to counteract the the smoker's lung 
Yeah. Now, oh, now you just gotta. Now you just gotta work out extra hard because you probably got smoker's lung. Like everyone in Portland, everyone on the West Coast has smoker lung now. Yeah, probably. but yeah, things have been things have been so wild. And then after after all of that happened, Jim started kind of tapering off again because COVID was spiking again. And then uh, the official de- official lockdown was like the 18th of last month, right? Something like that, yeah, or that's so. when they started doing stuff. So, but I, I was in Colorado at that point and in Colorado, I was just helping with my dad's house and I didn't have a gym membership and I didn't want to get a gym membership because of all the initiation fees and all the bull crap. And I was just like, I was, I was a guest. I was going in as his guest, but then two, I think I was two or three days in and I was killing it. Like I was feeling really, really good. I was getting back into a groove. I even sent you guys a picture and it, it looked like I was, it looks like I was back to normal, but then, uh, the gym, as we're leaving, they, they told us, um, they're like, this is going to be the last day that you can come in because we're, we're ending guest, uh, guest privilege privileges. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? I still got a whole month left in this place and I can't work out. Yeah, that was, that was a bummer, but now I'm back in, I'm back in Texas. I got, I got a routine going again. I'm working out every morning around 6 a.m., 6.30 ish. And uh, just getting back onto my my groove. So 6.30 is like four o'clock your guys' time. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm I'm getting back into it. Dude, I, I feel so at peace here because I'm not I'm not like in the city. They're like I could walk outside and see so many stars and it's just beautiful. And like the air is super clean. I even checked it. Like I checked the air here, even compared to Colorado, like Colorado's known for clean air, but right where we are in Texas, like this is super clean. Like this is cleaner than Colorado. I just feel like, like my anxiety is just completely lifted off of me. And it's a new start for you, man. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's turning, turning a new leaf and just in, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go, Balls deep. <laughs> I love it. Speaking, yeah. of, uh, speaking of which, have you taken your before picture while you're small and stringy? Um, I took a – I've been kind of recording videos, um, and I'm going to take a picture tomorrow morning. Um, tomorrow morning. I mean, I, I haven't changed in the last two days. I've, I've been super better lifting. So you, uh, you, you make gains really fast. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that picture tomorrow morning. Um, but, yeah, I – I've just been doing some mobility stuff because that the 13 hour drive down here really messed up my hips. So I've just been kind of working on that mobility and, and trying to get that range of motion back, uh, which is super, super important. Um, especially since everyone, everyone during the lockdown, no, hardly anyone's like walking around doing shit. Like everyone's sitting down on their couch. So like mobility is a big deal. And, uh, and that that drive really really like hit that home with me is like i sat for 13 hours straight and it's like some people are doing that on the daily by choice they're just sitting and it's just like it's not good for your hips mobility Same. is a big deal Spe- speaking of uh you know anything that's like bad for your hips like i know josh you had overcome a lot of struggles you know 2020 has been quite the year for you so yeah, like closing like you overcame hip surgery like on top of that, like, what are you? What obstacles have you overcome? How have you triumphed? Like, you've had quite the journey this year, man. I'm going to give you guys the abridged version. Uh, 
but I had a big hip surgery, total reconstruction, resurfacing um, of my acetabulum. Um, cut, took a couple bone spurs off of the capsule ridge, uh, repaired the labrum, stitched it back up, put seven sutures on it. Um, didn't walk on it for four months. Um, I was on the couch for five weeks and then, uh, one, one, one leg crutching around for four months. So that was fun. Um, yeah, got my, uh, my hormones tested around that time. My testosterone was in the toilet. Uh, so, uh, was like, man, I was wondering why I was so depressed. I thought it was just because of my hip. Got that all fixed up, um, with some trial and error. <clears throat> and, uh, then COVID hit. <laughs> Damn. Um, so I was, I was really getting my, uh, my business started off really well there January and February. I counted up my, my gross, uh, like, well, not my gross, but my total, um, like earnings. I made as much money in January, February, and two weeks into March as I made from halfway through March till now. So damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I start, I started off the year thinking things were going to be crazy. You yeah. Know? You may, you may be laughing, yeah, but well, you're actually crying on the inside. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ended, uh, you know, at that time, right when COVID hit the next day, I had a three-year relationship end and, uh, I was like, okay, here we go. Um, built myself back up this year and, uh, had a little physical transformation, got a couple of businesses started and, uh, got into a very well-respected graduate school program, which is my segue to say, I'm going to leave this podcast mm-hmm. over the hand, the reins completely over to three of y'all. And I'm going to go, uh, take another final here. So, um, I love you guys. Uh, enjoy. Love you too. Good luck, bro. Yeah, good luck on your test, man. So, yeah, guys, like literally 2020 has been quite the year. Um, for anybody listening, there's going to be, speaking of mobility, just like Trevor mentioned, there's going to be a lot of mobility and home workout videos um, up on YouTube. So with Connor Burton training and then pretty soon on Blue Collar Fitness podcast on YouTube, there's going to be a lot of free content. So we're dishing that out there to you so you can all, you know, do on YouTube and such. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I have to say, Connor, I, I like all the stuff that you have posted. Like, I, I think over the last week to 10 days, you've really been stepping it up and putting some videos out there. And, uh, Later, bro. and, and I, I love that. I love that stuff. So it's really cool that you're doing that. And and I think um, a lot of people, because the gyms are closed, they just don't know what to do. Um, it, like house models. I've been teaching people. I've been teaching some of the creators I've been working with you know, how to do some online training because they just, they don't understand or they're not comfortable. I think, Trev, you said that earlier is that, you know, you're more comfortable face-to-face. Um, in in lieu of everything right now is, is uh, with trainers, like I'm trying to challenge those, like, yeah, I know that you prefer face-to-face, but you've got people out there who need you. So yeah. you, you need to adapt. And, and I've, I've been having those conversations with some trainers this week because, they just, they don't understand. So there's some very basic things. So if you're a trainer and you're listening to this and you need some help 
trying to figure out how to do some online training, what to do, what, the, what programs to use, what the basics are, uh, please, please reach out to us. I mean, all, all four of us will, will be glad to step in and answer your questions and help you. Uh, Con Connor has been doing it really well. I, I do a lot of online stuff really well. Trev uh, set, set stuff up so he, he knows the shit inside and out with the app that we use. But it, sometimes it's not just the app. It can just be a Zoom, um, yeah. you, you know, or something along those lines. And, and there's, you know, we know which equipment to use. We, we know all of these things. So uh, if you're a trainer, hit us up. We'll help you. If you're a client and you're looking for some support, know that we got you, man. I mean, I mean it, it's different. Does it suck? Yeah. Is it not what you want to do? Do you want to go to the gym and work out? Yeah. Do you, do you not want to work out in your living room? I get it. But you know what? You need to. You need yeah. to. Because... I, I... I definitely don't. I definitely don't disagree with you. Uh, it's just I. I had the. I had the uh, opportunity to jump into real estate, which is something right. that I've wanted to do for so long. What so, but if if people, if your goal is to become a good personal trainer, and and you're training during this time, you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to adapt if you want your if you want your business to survive. Adapt to any external circumstances exactly exactly like this is something that everyone's going through right now and i was presented the opportunity to jump into real estate so i kind of put my my i'm, I'm doing the the personal training thing kind of as like i'm the background i'm in the background helping with the the app and stuff like that but i'm not i'm not doing any really hands-on training with with any of the clients so it's it's a little bit different for me um, because I, my focus has kind of changed. But if your focus is I want to become a good personal trainer, you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to do things a little different to to get that to get that that client to get the next client to get more clients to get to get out there to people. You're going to have right. to do things differently. A lot of people don't don't realize that. Like you know, for for me, I did start out not knowing exactly what to do but for fun. I used to work out in my bedroom as a, as a young, you know, teenager. I was like 15 years old or 16 watching these YouTube workout videos by Scooby 1961 or whatever. This guy was like my role model. So you can put out free content. You can, you can like just put out there on Thumbtack Pro that, Hey, you know, my, my name is so-and-so I'm doing free consultations. If you have time to schedule like a 15 minute phone call with a person, a random person, and guide them in the right direction. So put out some content, offer free consultations, hear somebody out, tell them, you know, inform them on what they can do. You don't have to push like selling, like the money's gonna come regardless. If you have clients, check in with them and do check-ins, give them a, like a basic skeleton outline, keep things simple. You know, just tell people what to do if they wanna do like an upper body, you know, posture workout or a lower body, push and pull workout those are the basic things you got to work on shoulders hips core the core connects to both you know body parts just keep it simple that's what i'm doing with the uh, with youtube and you know my girlfriend she's working out in her basement now she she's very knowledgeable and she knows exactly what to do like she's doing you know upper body lower body um i think a lot of people just gotta like schedule time to to research what they can do on youtube that's a really good resource um, simple stuff like body weight training, you know, you can get a, you can get a lot done with body weight training. So no, but, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's true. And but you, you just need to know you're not alone because again, 
reach out to us, DM us, because the four of us will lead you in the right direction. We'll send you some links. We'll, we'll help you. And we're not going to charge you for it. We just want to be here to help you to, to, to understand that, you know, this is what you do. So we'll, we'll do that free consult for, for everybody and to help you out and to get you set on a path because that's the right thing to do right now. We need to all come together in this industry and we need to make sure that, that we're helping each other because we've been helped by many people in our lives. And we, you know, again, it's just one of the things paying it forward you know, in, in a lot of ways. But the online training is different, yes. But it, it's necessary because you have to keep moving. And also, we don't want you to put all this time and energy into everything that you went through to become a personal trainer to, to think that you have to give up now and you can't live your dream because the gym's closed or because things have changed or because of COVID. We'll figure out a way to help you live your dreams together, you know, and, and that's what the four of us, that's why we created this podcast was to, to help the, the health and fitness industry and to make, make the necessary changes, think outside the box, push the envelope, push the status quo, do whatever we, we have to do in order to help people be healthy and to help trainers come to terms with living their dreams because we've seen trainers get pushed around and it's just, it, you know, and, and they do it. They join corporations, they get, they get paid pennies or being told what to do. They can't live their dream. And then they go and they end off doing other jobs that they're unhappy with. Um, so, so please know and use us for a resource. Definitely agree. Definitely resources agree. are important. We have a couple of questions. Uh, Trevor, do, do you know this person, Emily? Emily Linnae. Why is uh, Emily yeah. so cool? Yeah, why is Emily so cool? That was her question. Real quick, Emily, I, you're I, cool. I ask myself that in the morning, every like every morning. Connor, why are you so cool? Is it the hair? Is it, is it your gaze? <laughs> okay, Trevor. The steely gaze. Anyways, Emily's really cool. She's a, she's a really nice person. She's actually a personal trainer as well, and, and she she really jumped on the uh, the Zoom calls and the uh, the training. Uh, uh, online training stuff and she's doing a lot of her online training right, right now and she i think she's living in like hawaii or something um and she travels a lot all over the all over the country oh. even with covid she's traveling to like i think new york and stuff and and still doing her online personal training which is pretty dope yeah that's why she's cool <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I love that and, question. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we have another question from uh, Jessica. Jessica, uh, how long how long did you have to work out to see results? Mm. Um, for me, it's two days, but it's different <laughs> for other people. <laughs> for me, it's two years. <laughs> Both my hands, pull fingers up. Ten days. 10 days no no it depends on the person it depends on your it depends on your routine it depends it definitely depends and that's that i know that's that's kind of a cliche way to to put it and i'm it's i'm not trying to avoid the question it's just that not everyone works out the same not everyone eats the same so it's definitely going to be different for everyone so it could take you uh i i would say on average it takes about two weeks two weeks to see results, solid, solid results. And that's, that's when you're going to start seeing like, okay, my, my pants are fitting a little looser. Um, like if, if your goal is to lose weight, your, your pants are going to start fitting a little looser. If your, if your goals are to gain a little muscle mass, your pants are going to be fitting tighter. Like it, it just depends on, on how you work out and what your workout regime is. 
I have a little bit to add to that. So a, a big reason, um, a big why for me to study for my CSCS strength coach exam is that this knowledge to be able to um, help myself improve my fitness goals, but also those people around me, be able, I want them to be able to benefit from that too. So I'm looking at my notes here and, uh, you know, if you're a beginner, you've been, you know, doing weight training workouts for less than two months, you should definitely work out, you know, two, three times a week for at least 20 minutes up to an hour. If you are the next level, like an intermediate, you've been working out for two, like two to six months. You should work, you know, work out for like three to four days a week. And if you've been training for a long time, like me, Trevor and Dave have, we've been working out for years. <laughs> so you should work out like four to seven days a week. And like Trevor said, you know, if you're consistent on that schedule for two weeks, you should expect to see results. The strategy is consistency, which is what I believe me and Trevor tout. So consistency, full range of motion. Yeah. Um, just yeah. really focus on, you know, what are some good litmus tests on, you know, showing results? Uh, are you getting stronger? Are you, are you getting, you know, are you feeling better? Do you have more energy? So I'll definitely focus on that. Um, the next question, can I build lean muscle and still have donuts in my meal plan? Have donuts in my, uh, my nutrition? Well, there's an old rule that's called 80-20. If you eat 80% of your diet from whole foods that have your proteins and your fibers and servings of vegetables and fruits, you should be good to go. Um, I would caution you to have donuts every day. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty lovely, but I, I would not recommend that. I definitely but, would not recommend that. I think that, yeah. I think that sugar, sugar is definitely, definitely addictive. And it's More as soon as you can, in. you can kind of whittle, whittle that, that artificial or sugar added products into your life. Like as soon as you can do away with those, the, the better you're going to feel, the better your, your lifestyle is going to be. And it's like, there, there are options for like, like some healthier versions of, of those, those cakes and donuts and things like that. But, um, but most people don't go for those. So most people, majority of people go for the, the classic Dunkin' Donut or whatever. And it's just like, that's not, that's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything for you. If your goals, if your goal is to be healthy and, and feel healthy and, or do a bodybuilding show, show or something like that. It's like, what is that donut going to do for you? Nothing. It's going to make you happy for. It's going to make you happy for a few minutes. That's well, a lie. It's, it's, That's it's, a damn it's lie. Be, well, but it is. It's immediate gratification because I know for me, like there are times when I used to stress eat. Chocolate milk would take all the bad away. <laughs> but right. Oh yeah, that's, that's me every day actually. But, but only for five minutes. Um, yeah. So you, you know, so it is that immediate gratification that that people go for. And, and one of the biggest things that I like to coach is you've got to get rid of immediate gratification out of your life. Mm -hmm. if, if you can That's do a good that, point. If you can get rid of immediate gratification out of your life, you are going to live a life that is so healthy and more for you. Um, and, and it's so incredible. So um, but definitely that's something to think about. Jessica's a really fit person. So she's in great shape. Now yeah. for her or anybody who's not in shape. Okay. So here's something that you could focus on. Um, Trevor said that you don't want to have our booty routine though. I'll tell you, I think she would like that. I know, she would, she, she would kill it with our booty routine. She needs to work on her booty. Yeah. So if you want some donuts for, uh, for hump day, you, you should earn the right to have your donut. If you're really craving it and you want to have some, 
you want to have some voodoo donuts with some friends, eat all three meals earlier in the day with your proteins and whatever vegetables you have with it. And then by the end of the day, you have a donut, which is high in carbs and has some fat. It's going to make you a little bit sleepy. Like, you know, a lot of sugar and carbs makes you sleepy. So that could be kind of your reward by the end of the day. And that'll be just extra fuel. That would be the way I would um, schedule that within my day. But yeah, that's a better way to structure it or structure it yeah. as a, as the reward, like uh, the, uh, what is the, uh, the cheat day or the, the, what, like, that's what, oh, Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss talks about that diet a lot where he's just like that one day is my reward for being good for the, for the rest of the week. It's like, it's like, I was so good. I was so good at my, at my diet this week that I'm going to use this day as a reward. It's like, okay, yeah, you can, that's that, that's almost that 80, 20 It's like that last day is that, that cheat day is like, okay, I can eat whatever I want. Usually you get your fill. You, you kind of feel a little sick, whatever. And then it's like, I don't want to do that any, <laughs> like any day of the week anyways. Have you guys seen how the rock does his cheat day? with like an epic stack of pancakes yes it's it's very epic very epic (laughs) with a bit of whiskey i don't know what he does he has like this monster cookies that is i'm looking at my laptop right now my 2015 mac the cookie is probably as big as as this freaking mac the whole thing this guy goes nuts like he goes hard in the paint as they say like literally that's a big cheat day yeah might not be for everybody the rock is also six foot five and 280 yeah he's a very large human being he's built like a woolly mammoth um jessica you look amazing for you eat your protein whoa words get the right words eat your body weight and protein so one gram per pound of body weight is what i recommend or whatever your plan is by the end of the day you can have that reward of donut or donuts i feel like i feel like that's a question that she probably gets often uh, yeah. being, because she's a personal trainer as well. She probably gets that question is like, Oh, but can I still eat my favorite food? It's like, mm, you, you can, but should you, or it's like, it's like, if your priority is eating your favorite food, then, then we're going to have an issue because my priority is to get you fit. So it's like, we have contradicting, contradicting ideas here. It's like, how about we, how about we use this as a time to like really address your, your reward system? It's like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's not, let's not use this as like, I I feel like that's why she was asking the question. She probably was asked this question personally. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of my clients want to have their foods like to enjoy it. They have an emotional attachment to it. I get it. I'm the same way with uh, Cocoa Krispies and some milk. I love that stuff. Now, I do at the end of the day, after I have all of my pre-made meals or whatever, so I have a lot of protein and fiber, and then I just feel full, and therefore I eat less. So that would be something to, a behavior to kind of mitigate um, how much you eat. But yeah, to answer that question, just Eat your, your solid foods first, and then one day a week, have that meal, have that, have that donut. That's what I would do. Put it on your schedule. And right now, Trevor's screen just, just froze. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tomorrow, I'm going to get up and work out. What do you guys have planned for this week? 
Uh, not much. Just, uh, I, you know, all the stuff that we normally do, just week to week stuff. Uh, lots of marketing always. I think it's part of the one of the biggest things when you're self-employed is you're just always marketing. Um, but, uh, but overall, things are things are good. I'm really I'm really excited for Josh. I think that this, um, you know, him being able to get with his finals, he's maintained that 4.0 GPA, which is holy crap. It's, it's amazing. So just so proud of him. So I think just uh, week as usual. I like it. You're going to be marketing tomorrow and doing all that. And, you know, that's kind of the life of an independent contractor. Like you're, you're making it happen. I mean, Dave, you've been, yeah. you've been pulling, pulling in a lot of, uh, you know, self-generated leads through your podcast. Like, yeah, people reaching out to you from across the world. Yeah. How crazy is that? It's been pretty nice. I, I do three podcasts now. So I do, I do, um, this is my main one with, the, with you guys. And then I do one for what healers. What is it called? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I do one for healers. Uh, and that's called the Healer, Heal the Healers podcast. And then, then I do one for corporate uh, managers, corporate leaders called uh, Coaching for Leaders. And it has been exciting. And um, I, I've just had such a good time podcasting. And uh, it, it definitely is, you know, we're, we're so proud and privileged to be able to do this. And we're proud and privileged that you guys are taking the time out of your day to listen to us banter on about things. We, we, we just hope that we're providing value to you. Uh, and if, it, if anybody ever has anything that, that, that they'd like to hear a theme of a show or more questions um, that, you know, that will help you, please send them to us and we will make sure that we include them in our show. The good thing you guys have going for you now is we are not big. So we will answer everything that comes our way. <laughs> uh, shout out to um, Emily and Jessica, who asked questions. We appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And Dave, Trevor, and... You know, Josh is taking this test. I love you guys. Like, this is a great, great show. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a great week. Yep. Have Sign a great now. Week.